I just tested it. I mean, we can go through again. What do you want me to do to you, though? Do to me? <laughs> I'm just making sure everything's okay so I don't have to do this twice. Welcome back to another week of the Joey Showy. We've got a guest this week. It is quite possibly my favorite person in the entire world. Everybody's favorite rocker, Taylor Madison. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Um, I already talked to you a little bit about it, but I feel really nervous about this I know. This Loosen up, man. <laughs> Nothing is more un- nothing is more uncomfortable than when someone's interviewing you for something and they're nervous. No, I know. I think that's part of why I feel so nervous. I just like, I don't know. I knew I wanted to have you on the podcast at some point, but I think I just didn't intend on having you on so early. Like, <laughs> I'll explain. <laughs> um, one, just like, I feel like you'll have some pool so there will be people listening and watching and I wanted to have this be what I wanted it to be a little more I guess but it it doesn't matter so that's fine but another part of it is just like well I don't feel like this is like a real thing yet I still feel like I'm playing pretend or something when I do it all of none of these like reasons are good by the way (laughs) but I feel like I'm still like playing pretend with it so it just I didn't want to ask you to be on it because it felt like do you want to do my dinky little podcast so when you were like oh I could be a guest on it it's like yeah no I know yeah I mean I did have a show that I had to cancel at Madison Square Garden to be here so (laughs) this is definitely minor leagues for me (laughs) I just I don't know and I think the other part is like you know I don't have a job right yes (laughs) But I think the other thing is just like a more, um, just really the dumbest thing that I'm self-conscious about. And it's, no one has ever said this to me or I've never heard of anyone saying this about me, but I've been in conversations with people where they'll talk about someone else in regards to their relationship and they'll be like, oh, their relationship is their whole personality. And... Anytime someone says something judgmental about somebody, my brain does a thing of like, how could that be applied to me? Like, how could people say this about me in a conversation? And I don't know, like, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of our relationship. I'll post about you or whatever. So I definitely have an insecurity that people think that about me. And the idea of like having you on this very early just felt like it was like validating that. But like I said, none of these are good excuses. So fuck it yeah honestly i'm just here to bring you out of your shell because nervous podcaster is the worst podcaster <laughs> i know are you saying i'm the worst podcaster? no i'm saying that you could potentially become the worst podcaster if you don't stop being nervous okay okay cool <laughs> this feels like that that comedy. goes for anybody yeah anybody out there i just think you that, that guys? if you're gonna do something and you know me i'm not I put off a facade of confidence, but I'm not a terribly confident person, but 
I think if you're going to do something, you got to, if you made the decision to do it, you got to do it. I agree. It's just easier said than done. I'm working on it, though. I'm trying. No, I get it. But I feel like with me, like you have no reason to be nervous and you keep talking about how nervous you are. That's fair. I'm just anything recorded, I guess, feels nervous. And like I told you the other day, I was like, it's I feel less nervous going on something of yours. Like when I went on Strange Nerve, obviously I was a little nervous, but less so because you're carrying the conversation. And I was like, I guess part of me was just nervous that I would just let you. This would become the Taylor show. Not to the your fault. But not, you didn't not, want me stealing the show. No. I would love for you to steal the show. I would I would in a heartbeat just do a podcast where you do it and I'm just the sidekick on it. I'm Howard Stern and you're Robin Quivers. One hundred percent. That's where my mind went. You're to. um but more like Baba Booey. <laughs> Wish I knew who that was. Gary the producer. You don't know don't, who Baba Booey is? I don't listen to Howard Stern. I'm sorry. <laughs> Nothing against him. I just don't. But honestly, I'm more like Beetlejuice, if anybody. That is true. <laughs> Wake up in the morning, eat coffee, brother. Yep, exactly. That's a famous Beetle Pimp quote. Oh. You probably have a lot of Beetle Pimp fans that watch or listen to this. I'm sure. that's We've we've got a good, um, our Venn diagram. It's just one big circle. Like I said, I, that's I believe who I am. that. What? I believe that. Are you mad that we don't have headphones on? Podcast podcasting without headphones is has become like this is weird. Yeah. But I watch a lot of podcasts where they don't wear headphones and I'm always like, "Huh, they should just wear them." Yeah. I agree. Like I probably will not be a podcast where we wear headphones, but nah, I mean po- headphones on the couch might be a little weird, but Yeah. But I mean like audio-wise, I think it's better you can hear each other. There's less overlapping, I think, and I mean, we have the computer right there so we can see what's happening, but if one of the mics for some reason a cable malfunctions, whatever, and it stopped recording that without have I mean, we can see it, so yeah. like we'll know, but with headphones, I I just like you can hear you can it's like you're listening to the podcast as you do it. Yeah, no, I'm agreeing. I think it's it's a better way, but this show's not really about quality. Oh. It's also not really about quantity, so I don't I don't know what it's about, but <laughs> All right, Nobody so. wants this. Nobody wants <laughs> My podcast, nobody wants No, it. nobody wants the um the world needs to learn self-deprecation is over. Okay. I agree with that. It's just hard. <laughs> My brain's stuck on a track of Here's how I feel. Way. Okay. If if it's a hobby, which it is. Mhm. And I feel this way I think about all my hobbies. What do I have I'm there for fun. What's there to be nervous about? There's no stakes. Yeah. People say not nice things to people sometimes. I know, but you can't allow those people to, uh, like, it's one thing to be like, I don't want to go to the bank. The tellers are rude. Mm-hmm. It's like, you have to go to the bank. Yeah. You don't have to do a podcast. That's true. So I feel All like right, if you're guys. doing it for fun, <laughs> I was telling you about people that are 
mean to me and Jake the other day. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> here he comes, the troublemaker. Come here, peeps. Um, and, I mean, plenty of people had said mean things about me over the years, just, like, playing music. And, I mean, you know, I'm no, I'm no stranger to some uh, mild public lashings. Yeah. And I don't love it, but what am I going to do? Never make a joke again? <laughs> I know. I... I really admire that about and, you. And as much as I don't like to admit it, those things do really hurt my feelings. For sure. How could they not? Well, for a lot of people, I think they have an easier time just letting it roll off their back. Or you just think? Being, yeah. How so? They're like, just like, well, and I do feel, when I, if I sit and process it, I do think like, well, I don't care what this person, I don't even know what they look like. I don't care what they, and if I do know what they look like, they're never like hot. <laughs> It's never a hot person, like, saying I'm, like, my music is bad or that I'm insufferable or (laughs) that, like, I should stop trying to be funny and just, like... I feel like that it only matters if they're hot and say Um, that. It stings a lot less when an ugly person is trying to, like, bring me down. I'm like, well, you're obviously, like, discontent about something. Yeah. Probably your horrid, your horrendous looks. What? Come here. You're about to unplug some stuff, dude. This is why I didn't want this. I know. I can't do anything right, so we'll start there. (laughs) I just didn't want cables stretching across the room because I knew this prick was going to come in here and start chewing on things and unplugging things. Come up here so people can see you. Oh, my gosh. What's up, peeps? Say something. (laughs) Oh, he's all quiet now. Are you a baby? Come on. You're embarrassing all us. Right. <sighs> Terrible guess. Cat, That's why I'm here. This cat never stops talking. Come on. Whatever. All right. Well. Anyway, so- <laughs> what to to wrap to in summation? I just think that despite people being cruel and um. Once I think about those things, they really don't. But I think a lot of people have an easier time in the moment just being, just kind of shrugging and just being like. And I think it gets easier the more. It depends. Because, I mean, the more like hope, high profile you are, the more I think people that critique you become like ants. Yeah. Like Beyonce is not like reading comments about herself or anything. And to be fair, I'm not either unless it's something that like is commented on like my Instagram or my. Mm-hmm. Twitter, my um, um, like YouTube, right? But even the YouTube comments, I'm sort of like I, I kind of like read them more for just to see what the the regular listeners yeah, are like, like having feedback. fun with. Less that because I'm not going to change anything. Okay, not feedback. But I just like to see what they're enjoying, what they're what they're commenting on. Okay. That is feedback for the record, but <sighs> I guess. <laughs> but I not that not to not for the purpose of making any sort of change. Mm-hmm. Just sort of like curiosity. Yeah. But now that we have gotten people, it's always when we have guests because they're coming for the guests, and they, anytime we have a guest, somebody that is a fan of that guest can't stand me and Jake. Yeah. That's. I mean, 
I guess if you're not used to the dynamic, I don't know, but I'm also not a big, like, listening to podcasts for guests. I find a podcast that I like the dynamic of, and then I'll, like, find out about new people based on the guests they have versus, like, someone I like being a guest on a podcast. Because I think, like, that's a big part of enjoying what you're listening to is you want to know you like the dynamic of what's going on. And I guess yes. if people aren't used to you and Jake, it's confusing. I don't know. Like, you're just being funny. Mm, they don't think so. <laughs> I know. People have a hard time understanding that you're funny. I was talking to somebody about this recently. Actually, I might have been... It might have been on the Nikki episode that we did recently, but um, maybe it wasn't. I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth. But anyway, <laughs> someone was like, yeah, people really just like, actually, there's something. Of, actually, maybe it was, I, again, I won't speculate. I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth. I don't know if I'm wrong. Anyway, they were like, people really just like, you really put something out that like upsets people before you even open your mouth. And I'm like, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I don't know what it is. Forever, it's been that way, and I don't understand it. I, you put something out that I loved before I ever heard you speak, so I can't relate to that. But it's very frustrating, like being someone that knows you and watching how often you are misunderstood or misinterpreted. I guess is like baffling, and it makes me really mad. Yeah, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I can be a, I can be a prick, but usually it's really activated after that point. For sure. How frustrating is that to go into something? And you're, like, a very aware person. So I feel like you go into scenarios and you actively try to not come off aggressive off the bat. And you'll go up and you'll try to approach softly and just, like, bring something up. And people just meet you with aggression. And that's so hard to not then like maybe it's because i'm tall i you definitely have like a i don't know what the word i'm looking for but you have like a presence like when you walk you're very what is the word i'm looking for i don't know i mean confident strong like it's like there is like a presence about you that i that's crazy because i think of myself physically as the Dana Carvey when he's not turtly enough for the turtle club. <laughs> I, I feel like I look like that with hair. You, you don't. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, get down. No. Please you, get down. Get down. <laughs> he's get down. so mad we're not giving him attention. You can sit with us. Yeah, come here. Come be on this. Um, you definitely like, well, you've seen pictures there's a specific picture coming to mind of you, of us all like walking through Lenape Park or something. I think when Ronan was visiting once and from the back, the way you're walking, it looks like you're like hunting someone. I don't know what picture you're talking about. At I'll all. have to show you sometime, but it's, oh Aww. my God, he's such a baby. Are you a baby? All right. He's Whatever. Not talk. But Sorry, listeners. Cute. We're trying to get our cat to say something. <laughs> um, but yeah. So like, 
I guess you being tall or something, but it's just, it blows my mind because the words that you say, like your mannerisms are never aggressive and yeah, people just meet you with this aggression. That's like, how could you not be frustrated by that? Um, I don't know. I also think that the, I also think it's a thing, this isn't like a poor me like thing, but it is very, it is an interesting thing that, that. Um, cause I am, I do consider myself a pretty polite person. You are. And, um, but here's the thing. I think there's a lot of people that have preconceived. This is it. It's odd when it's literally like a guy at a gas station. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's like, what's going on here? But when it's somebody who's sort of like in the world, like just knows of me mm-hmm. in the world and they have preconceived notions, which I'm like, okay, that's like a thing that is just, it is what it is. I, I do that with people too. But once those become known to me, then I, I definitely have a sickness where I'm like, well, that's crazy. Now I have to be evil towards you. Or like now I have to like make it worse. Huh. You don't want to prove them wrong? Um, No, it's more like, all right, well, you want me to be that? I'll be that. Yeah, I get that. A little bit of spite there. And I just don't. I have a very hard time, like, you can't tell me I can't make a joke. That, like, when people try to say, like, things that I say are bad or something, that, like, really drives me nuts. Yeah. I mean, that, that's just frustrating. That's, like, a different aspect of it, but I do think half of that is, like, people being like, oh, well, I heard that guy's a dickhead. Yeah. So, like, therefore, what he, the joke that he was making that could argue it is offensive which mm-hmm. is the point of why i'm making it right um that's why they choose to take it in the wrong spirit but it is definitely a lot of choosing that people do with you like like you said hearing something about you choosing to believe that's true and then choosing to stick with it regardless of what you're actually putting out in your interactions I think you're funny as hell, so... Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting that you... Um, does it matter that that went... Uh, no, I'll fix it so that we Fix can see. it, please. Thank you. <laughs> um, I don't remember what I was saying. I was nervous for it. You were saying it's interesting that something about me... Oh, about how you prefer to hold the mics. Oh, instead of it being on a thing? Mm-hmm. So I think it's because I'm a quiet talker and if I move around, I have to like move this thing with me. And if I'm holding it, it's just, it's already at my mouth and I move and it is with me. Um, well, and I just feel like a star not to get too inside podcasting, but the arms that we have, they like. You can move them anywhere and they stay. I know, but it's like I'm not just holding it the whole time. So let's say I'm sitting here and I'm not holding a microphone and then I like move over here. I have to remember to move it. Whereas if I'm already holding a microphone, it moves with my body. I don't have to think about anything. No, I got that the first time, but... Then my answer should be sufficient. (laughs) Um... It was. I just didn't agree. I didn't agree. Oh, with okay. It. Well, hey, we're different people, you and I. I finished my coffee already. Probably what? gonna have to go get a drink at some point. All right. Do you want to go do that real quick? No. Okay. At some point, I'll get thirsty though. I know me. 
Okay. <laughs> he knows him. So, talk to me about um, <laughs> learning to play music. Because this is something that, like, really is interesting to me with you because you taught yourself. Yeah, it's not interesting, though. Why is that not interesting? Because it's not like I sat down and figured out how to play a so- I also don't know if it's terribly unique that I taught myself how to play. So probably not, but I think as far as like songwriting goes, building a song, understanding how to like, I don't know, none of that makes sense to me. And I guess it's probably because it's not something I've really explored ever, but it just is like very fascinating to me that no one ever really sat and told you what to do with it and you're just really good at it thanks so this i attribute the fact that because is not confident as i am i do know that i can write a good song absolutely um but i think the reason that that is is because i was never like i think a lot of people play guitar they take they start playing music they take lessons maybe everyone starts playing like covers and stuff Mm -hmm. they learn blink 182 or green day or whatever um i skipped the learning of covers and i only ever taught myself to play music while i was writing music so all i ever did was i don't really enjoy playing music as much as i enjoy writing music yeah like i like to play music live but it's totally secondary and writing music is like what i consider be the the most rewarding what's going on here the most rewarding part of it so like i don't like for instance when we have band practice almost unless we have a tour coming up or something Mm -hmm. we're only writing at practice we're never like playing right but along the way i had a few people that showed me a couple things like i had um I apologize. That's I forget. I forget that that's rude on other podcasts. Um, where was I? You had people show you some things. Yeah, like um, I had an uncle through marriage, but he played guitar and like showed me a couple things. Like, um, but it was a lot of like, I don't know. I literally just had my dad had a guitar, and eventually I was just fiddling with it. Yeah. And along the way, you just figure out it is interesting that I did it pre-internet because I do think like, where did I learn how to do a couple things? 100%. But because of this, there's a lot of like basic guitar stuff that I is totally unknown to me mm-hmm. um, that I think you were probably le- learn in like lessons and stuff yeah. that I just like never that's just never crossed my across my desk yeah no I get I I know you say that you don't think it's like interesting or special or whatever but like I think like you said pre-internet to be able to do this like when I'm trying to learn guitar I just type in a chord and look at a picture of where my fingers are supposed to be you didn't do that well you also have to think about the fact that like one I didn't really have much else going on (laughs) Okay. And two, I didn't really like 
like I was always pretty much the way that I am now in that like I like hanging out with my friends Mm -hmm. but I'm pretty content just being by myself at home too yeah so it was a lot of just like I I feel like I I never took to anything like I never I didn't play sports when I was growing up I had a brief like basketball fandom Mm -hmm. but I was like I don't like to run yeah or sweat for that matter yeah. so I I, I, did, I just never really like ha- was passionate about anything yeah so I feel like guitar that was part of like like you were saying I don't think you're passionate about playing guitar right yeah I think you could be if you learned a couple things yeah I mean I like it when I play when I get in my like pockets I guess of like playing often I enjoy it but it's I guess the like so you teaching yourself makes sense but is also very interesting to me because of how easily you get discouraged by things like if something that's why it's weird that's why I wanted you to talk about it because it's like normally if something isn't clicking like you're not like all right cool I'm gonna sit down I want to figure this out you're just like no I don't have the mental capacity to work around this and so it's interesting to me that like there weren't a ton of tools in front of you and again I think like learning covers would be an easier way to play guitar so the fact that you skipped that whole step and you're like I'm just gonna make songs and then those songs are good is really interesting well sure but (laughs) it's just yeah I just that dynamic is interesting to me but it also makes sense that you taught yourself because you don't really love to be told what to do. So I imagine if you went to guitar lessons and they were trying to teach you in a way that wasn't how your brain works, that could have ruined it for you. Yeah, I think guitar guitar lessons are essentially a lot of homework because they're just showing you things and they're like, all right, practice this and then show me when you get back next week. Or yeah. So I don't think it really would have worked out. Same thing as like I also did karate when I was younger for like mm-hmm. a year or so. And I was like karate was very big at the time mm-hmm. just like universally yeah and i think every kid wanted to do karate and stuff and in theory i loved it and but once i had to like once it was like in my schedule to go to karate mm-hmm. once a week or whatever i was like i'm over this yeah because i as you know i'm a very um i only want to do things when i'm ready to do them so if like I have an appointment for anything, I like hate that. Yeah. I I know. So having like karate scheduled was like I couldn't do that. Yeah. I don't know. I think but like I could play my guitar whenever I want. Sure. And I could put it down whenever Did I want. Did you ever want to take lessons when you were younger? No. Okay. Not really. You Only just, as an adult. You knew that about you at the time that it was kind of like lessons would probably I don't know if I even thought work. about it but okay. I, I don't remember ever being like oh man I wish we could afford yeah. lessons hmm. it's interesting because a lot of people I feel like like for me like working out I'm always like oh if I have a class that's scheduled that I have to go to it's better for me at this point I don't think that's really true I think it's just something that I think but like it might be better only because for you only because 
I think you're more inclined to be like, oh, well, I scheduled this thing. Mm-hmm. I got to go. Yeah. Whereas, unless it's like a friend, sometimes even if it is a friend, if I said I'm going to be there, I don't always feel like, oh, well, I said I was going to go. So I yeah. Gotta go. Especially if it was like like for karate or something mm-hmm. or like an exercise class. I'd be like, I don't even fucking know I wasn't there. Yeah. I get that. I don't know. I think. But if you're paying for it, then I feel like a little more like. Right. Oh, well. I think it's if someone's going to call my name, then I have to be there. If there's like a check-in or something. If there's going to be a moment. What? Do they do that at those? Like a yoga class? I don't know. I'm thinking of like gymnastics when I was younger. Uh That it would be like Joey. And like the idea of that happening and then people being like, oh, where is she? Is that gives me anxiety which is so stupid but yeah because i mean you've seen ferris bueller's day off right yeah a a movie that i hate by the way um everybody loves it i just think i think uh mike paul shock said that it's his favorite movie i don't really care about that movie i don't know that i have a boring yeah i don't think i have a strong cool fucker skip school and there's a whole movie about it (laughs) who gives a shit i skip school literally thousands of times i was just always late you were I never got to skip, but I was always late. So much so that I had in-school suspension for it. I know, and then you still had to go to school. It's like literally the worst of both worlds. (laughs) I know. (laughs) And just sit in one room the entire day. That sucked. I wasn't real partial to being late. What? I wasn't super partial to being late. Like, I feel like once I was late, most of the time, my mom would be like, wouldn't feel like driving me to school that's my dream but my mom would be like nope and i'd be like cool now i have to go in i have to meet with the principal and then i have to go to my class it like it just was like it sucked i hated it but i could not i still am terrible at being on time to things that is very true you really are it's i don't something in my brain doesn't work it's time time is different for me are there Pardon my ignorance. I forget that I'm not on my own podcast, but... I mean, be you on here. Are there women that get places early slash on time? Yeah. Never I have one. friends that do, and then I always feel like I have to... Maybe my favorite thing in like the... Well, not my favorite thing, but in the last couple of years, I had said something about like, oh yeah, I know I'm always like running behind. And one of my friends was like, I don't think of you. As someone that's not on time. I was like. Um, I think that it, person must never be on time. No I think it was Nikki. And like. Punctuality is like a thing for her. But I think we have other friends. That maybe are worse at being on time. Than me. So I'm not even on her radar with that. Which felt really good. <laughs> that's really good. I'll shoot her a text. And be like keep an eye on her. <laughs> By the way she is not good at being on time. Yeah, just don't don't give her too much freedom. Yeah, she'll be late for sure. It's the worst because then I'm just like stressed out the entire time getting where I'm going. It's not like I don't care. I want to be on time, but truly, I'll have like an hour before I have to leave, and I'll be like, okay. And then I blink my eyes, and I'm like, I had to leave five minutes ago. What is going on? It's because you're you're um. Uh, the farther away, um, what's the like a, something is 
I keep wanting to say an event. We'll say event because I can't think of okay. a different word. The farther away in time an event is or further in the future, it's more abstract to your brain. So you're thinking of, in steps of like, okay, so I got to that day I got to get a shower, get dressed, get in the car, and then the drive is. And you look it up and it's like a half an hour away. In your mind, you're thinking like, I can do all those things in two hours. Yeah. You can't. Or you I, won't. I because know. because And then from, from that point on, it stays simplified. And the closer it gets, you might... There might be a couple more like um, little notches in the in Always. the thing, but there's like little things that you're not taking into consideration. Mm-hmm. Like for you, for some reason, your car is an amazing um, feature where every time you get in it, it's out of gas. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. that has to be factored in. Probably usually isn't like oh shit, we have to get gas immediately because it's um. It's so low that it's not even telling me how many miles I have left yeah. until I run out of gas. Get off my podcast. <laughs> um, And then other things like, oh, like if there's traffic, like unfortunately sometimes you, like for me, as you know, I have like a real anxiety problem when it comes to punctuality. Yeah. Um, Me too. It just doesn't make it better. I know. Well, that's what I mean. Mine is like bad enough to where you see me on times that I've I'm late to somewhere. I really don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't like to show up late. I also don't like to show up early, which is a thing that's fucked up. Yeah. But I have to. But my thing is, I'm the kind of person that will show up early and just sit in my car until for it's sure time. and just wait. I just have an aversion to it. I don't know. There are things that I will be late to. Yeah. Like, I won't show up at a party on time. Well, that's... I feel like parties, you, there's like a range where it's okay to show right, up. Right, but I'm never showing up at the beginning. At the beginning. Unless I have... Unless, yeah. like, someone else is responsible for my yeah. arrival. I feel like it's weird. It's uncomfortable to be at a party early. It depends. Sometimes you kind of like get your little, you get your little zone, you get your little snacks, you get all the good snacks before everyone eats all the good cookies or whatever. Okay. So do you like to be at them early or not? No, I don't. <laughs> but I'm just saying like there are upsides. Yeah. But once I get a zone, I'm stuck in that zone though. So it's kind of better if I go a little That's later. the thing. If I had a lot of times I'm at a party, if I can't find a spot to just like sit, then I'm like, this party sucks ass. <laughs> I gotta nice go. party. What do you guys think? I got four fucking chairs in here. <laughs> yeah, I wish I was better at uh, moving around at parties and stuff, but I really do just find a safe spot and that's it. Yeah, it's parties where there's, we're really going to sound like some dweebs here, but it's parties where there's like groups of friends where I don't know them at all. Mm-hmm. And it's one thing if there's like, I don't know them, but I know of them. But when they're complete strangers, I'm just like, all I can think of in my head is like, I'm going to offend this person. Yeah. I don't know what my hesitation is. I don't don't really like talking to people all that much. The thing is like, I do. But then like, I feel like I've said it before. (laughs) Scary is going to jump up and knock the camera down. He won't. He won't do it. I feel like I've I've kind of mentioned it before, but like, so at my job at the dental office, I feel so confident talking to strangers and just like guiding a conversation and getting to know them and 
I don't know. I, I'm good at having conversations, but as you get up and leave. <laughs> but um, but then when it comes to like my personal life, it's it's just all a confidence thing. I'm more confident at work, I guess. And then in my personal life, I just feel insecure. I've talked about it. I can feel people losing interest as I'm speaking about things and getting distracted and being interested in other stuff. I know you are. I know. But yeah, so I don't fully know what it is with parties that overwhelms me. I'm trying to be better about it. Um, I don't know. We're just a couple of nervous babies, I Pretty guess. Pretty much. And... I don't know. I, I It's kind of bothered me forever because I only as an adult have I realized like, oh, I'm just like straight up not. I'm sort of socially inept. Like I truly just don't like I, it's not that it's not fully that I don't know how to talk to other people, but I just don't really want to. Yeah, there's definitely like topics that people will talk about and not just like politics or whatever, but. There are just things that I'm always like, why are we talking about this? I just want to, like, laugh and be silly when I'm with people. Yeah, I don't relate to most people, and that's a big part of it, because they'll be talking about something, and I'm just like, I don't care about this. Yeah. You guys just don't interest us. Sorry. Um, it does suck, because I would love to be, like... Like a uh, friend of the pod, John Simmons, is the most personable person I've ever I met. I know. And every oh I was God. talking about maybe yesterday, the time that we were at the mall and he was in Sunglass Hut looking for sunglasses and just, just like the befriended the one girl that was working there and was just like, be like, how do you th- like how do you think these look on me? I would never ask an employee at a store's opinion yeah. on what I was trying on. I'm actually it's so it's strangers. I can be that way with strangers if I'm at like a store or something I'll try to just because I've worked in a field where you're like people are so miserable and in their own heads all day it's really hard to work I don't think most people are in their own heads they are that's why people seem so like aloof all the time because they're just like not paying attention to what's going on so like they'll come into the store or the dentist and they don't even treat you like a person and you're just like okay how am how am I the inconvenience right now like you came into this thing and so if I'm at a store or something I feel like I can be more fun or personable with the people working there but it definitely just people I know is where I get like oh if I open my mouth they're just gonna be like why am I friends with this girl like what's what's her deal hmm yeah I'm kind of the opposite I'm people that I'm depends on the level of friendship but most of the people that i'm like call a friend i'm fairly comfortable with there's people that i would like to talk to less than others (laughs) just because i'm like they're my friend but i don't have a ton to talk to them yeah i don't know john is truly my inspiration anytime i try to think about like how i want to be in the world i'm like man that's a guy that i feel like walks away from any any interaction and people are just like smiling and nodding like that was nice does does that's a good guy not me they're like terrible fucking piece of shit i hate that i think you're wonderful you know what i don't care anymore you do though i do but 
I, I like, do because it confuses me. For sure. And I like that you don't let it change you. I like that you know who you are enough to know that those interpretations of you are wrong. Um, but I hate that it's something your brain has to think about at all because it's just like, I just don't get it. It's, I do feel like, um, I mean, it definitely still happens to you, but I do feel like as a whole, you are understood a little better now. Um, cause I've had conversations with people who have like met you more recently and they'll see this happen and be equally as confused by it. And they'll be like, he's a really nice person. Why do people not expect that he is? And I'm like, I, it has been a mystery for a very long time. I don't know. He's a nice Probably guy. Probably because of my tweets. I mean, but it's like, but like you said, it's even people that don't have any idea who you are. Yeah, that's when it's confusing. Like, a lot of venue staff and stuff, I feel like, is like that. And I guess maybe I sort of attribute that to, like, they deal with piece of shit band members on, like, practically a daily basis. So there probably are meet people some level of, like, expectation of, like, what is this, f- uh, you know false sense of uh superiority having musician mm-hmm. gonna hit us with but it's like i kind of don't see them reacting that way to everybody so yeah it's weird to me to work in a job where you have to interact with people so much like at a venue or i don't know a store or whatever and to not just learn how to give people the benefit of the doubt until they do something like I feel like you just have to train yourself to like start each day as a clean slate like these are new people I don't know what their attitude or their personality is going to be rather than having like these preconceived notions about that is very true but to their credit I will say that probably 99% of musicians are insufferable people yeah i i do feel that like people and people that play music it's people don't realize even the bands that they like are just like total uninteresting corn balls oh they're just a bunch of corn balls walking around yeah mm-hmm. Not this guy. Not me. Not him. I'm cool. You're really cool. I know it's getting pulled. I got it. I got it. Thank you. I'll probably give this thing an iron or something. Um, you want to talk about our wedding? Sure. What do you want to talk about about it? Just it was like my favorite day. <laughs> you just want to literally just recount it? <laughs> kind of. I love thinking about it. Okay. I do want to. So like. We were together for, well, we got married on our 16th anniversary, and we only planned the wedding like a month, two months leading up to it, and before that, I feel like we were just kind of on course to never get married, which... Um, I don't think, I don't think I ever really felt that way. I think I felt like, maybe subconsciously, like... Um, as long as she's okay with it, I don't really, it's not at the forefront of my mind. Yeah. But I think I always thought like, yeah, we'll get married at some point. I just don't want to, weddings are so expensive. They're so expensive. 
I try not to like be too judgmental, but uh, nothing makes less sense to me. Yeah. And it's just uh, people definitely let a lot of outside opinions affect well, their wedding. And then that's more money that they have to spend. And it's most people I know that have had a big wedding were stressed out the day of. And it's just like you did all of that prep yeah, well, and for spent the all two of the years money. leading up yeah. to it. But it's so what I'm kind of getting at is you initiated us getting married. We were in Palm Springs for our friend's wedding and you kind of played around with the idea of like driving out to Vegas to get married. What what made that start then? Because previously like proximity. Okay, but I mean like previously we would talk about getting married you thought I wanted a big wedding for a long time. And I was like, no, I don't really care. Like, I like the idea of just getting married. And then I sort of felt like it just wasn't going to happen or wasn't going to happen for a while. And I liked the idea of, like, just being forever boyfriend and girlfriend. And it felt like as soon as I was like, all right, that's just what we are. Then you were like, what if we got married? We can get divorced. No, stop. Don't divorce me. I'm just saying like it I was caught off guard by that it was truly just like hey we're close to Vegas we could get married <laughs> okay I love pretty that. much like I mean my only hang up like I'm not like a so I think I definitely have a fear of commitment in life but not really in like a relationship like I never my whole life I never felt like Oh, like marriage is like a big decision. Mm -hmm. It's like, first of all, anybody that I'm going to marry, I would never marry someone if there was even a possibility of like an ugly divorce. Yeah. Like if I thought this person will try to make my life terrible if we get divorced, I would never marry that person. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure a lot of people go into getting married and they think that like, oh, this would never end badly. But like... I know, even if I did something heinous, you're not going to ruin my life over it. You think? I do think. If you did something heinous? I mean... I'd ruin you so fast. Like, I'm not going to, like, kill your parents or anything. <laughs> cool. But, I don't know. If you did something fucked up, I'm like, all right, I guess we're divorced. I know. Yeah. But I also don't think... I know. I'm like, I wanted to up. talk about our wedding and our love, not our I'm making divorce. a point. I'm making a point. <laughs> so, like, my point is... I don't think of marriage as, as like this end all be all yeah. thing. And I also don't think of it like, I don't know. I just think that people, you know me, I think people with relationships and uh, traditions and all that stuff, like basically people do, pe- people doing what they think they're supposed to do mm-hmm. because they have one template to go off of is like makes me sick. Yeah. Um, so while I don't really care about getting married, I was never like opposed to it. I was just like, I'm not paying ten thousand plus dollars for a party. Yeah, it was the fact that anybody does that is out of their fucking. They're that's crazy. It was it was about finding what made sense for us and what was like true to us for a wedding. Yeah, and I don't like as much as I would love to get gifts and, and money and stuff. I don't think that, uh, like a big, like all of your friends and all of your family are pertinent to a wedding. 
That's yeah. always like weird to me where I'm like, has nothing to do with my mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I feel like a lot of the stressors that people experience with weddings are just like paying too much attention and putting too much value on other people's ones for it. And it's like, we literally planned a day that was just what we wanted to do with four of our closest friends and it was perfect it felt like a day about us and about our love and just celebrating there was no like panic or frustration or annoyance with anybody it just was a day that it just felt like a celebration all day it was so nice and I was shocked at like how much people in Vegas love weddings Obviously, people go there and get married a lot. No, it was weird how many people were just like, saw you dressed like a, visibly like a bride and were like, oh, congrats. Yeah. And even like at the bureau, like I just mean, it's such a place that people go and get married that I would almost feel like I would get an eye roll from people that like work at places. Yeah. Especially me standing next to you. (laughs) Yeah. But like when we went into the bureau to like get our license or whatever, and they were all just like, congratulate, like so excited. Yeah, was nice. I was like, you guys still, you probably do this a hundred times a day and you're still excited for people. That was fun. I remember looking around and being like, I think when we were at the bar of the hotel at the end of the night and I looked around and I was like, all these strangers are at my wedding and they have no idea. There's like four people in that bar when we got there. The first bar? No, at the hotel. Oh, at the hotel. Yeah, like after cake and stuff, we all met down at the bar again. And I was just like, when we, the bar we walked through when they started playing Love Stinks. Oh, yeah. On piano. Um, I have to pee really bad. Okay. Is that going to screw you over editing if you have no. to like cut this out or Go anything? pee. Yeah. <laughs> um... Were you nervous to ask me to marry you, even though we were already planning our wedding? No, but I was definitely, it's definitely like the kind of thing that's like, um, how do I word it? Like, especially because you knew that it was happening. Mm -hmm. You just didn't know when. So it was just sort of like, I'm going to punch you in the nose (laughs) sometime in the next month and you're not going to know when it's coming, but I'm going to catch you off guard. Yeah. It felt kind of like that. But as far as just like it had been like 15 years or something Mm -hmm. that we'd been together. So it was definitely kind of like, oh, this is going to be such a fucking thing. Such a Not with you. Such a thing. Like, you know. You were more nervous about like dealing with people after we got married because we didn't tell anyone until after. We didn't tell anyone that we were engaged before? No. No, we, the only person aside from the people coming to our wedding, I think I told my brother like a oh. couple of days before we left, just so someone in my family knew where we were. Um, but otherwise, no one knew. I think I didn't want to tell anybody about the engagement because it was like, then I knew they'd ask about the wedding and I was like, I don't feel like lying to people. I'd rather just like... And our engagement was, I don't know, a couple weeks before we got married. I got nervous when you proposed, so that was weird. But I've talked to a lot of people, and people that even knew what was happening said they felt the same way, where you get, like, bashful. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. 
<laughs> Everything about a wedding and the whole thing is weird. Aww. Are you sad you weren't at our wedding, Pee Wee? For as much of like a symbolic ceremony, it's weird how much like is stock is put into it. Yeah, for sure. And that's what drives that. me crazy about traditions and stuff like that. I don't think all traditions are bad, but it's stuff that like people just do it because they think that's what you're supposed to do. I'm like, do you have one fucking single thought that isn't fed to you by another person or anything? Like people that become their parents make me sick. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Smelling me. Oh. <laughs> um. Here, you want me to move this? You can't chew on it, so. Um. What the fuck was I saying? I don't know. Um. People yeah, it's just weird. Get, people, people, getting proposing and getting proposed to is got to be weird. I would imagine I would feel weird if somebody proposed to me. Yeah. It I mean it was like exciting. I wasn't like, "Ew, this is weird. What's happening?" Yeah, I mean, you said yes, yeah, so I didn't I never I never thought that that's Yeah. I um a, a thing that was weird for me that I didn't expect was adjusting to being called wife. That like there was some deeply embedded idea in my brain that like girlfriend is fun and cool and wife is like the old ball and chain like a nag and like that's that's true stop no i'm not even i mean like there's (laughs) i'm just saying there's like something to feel like i understand that because at the same (laughs) time well not just like ball and chain and nag, but i do think when people hear them they think two completely different things like which is part of why i like calling you my girlfriend for 15 years was like hard for sure not for me but because people are like the especially in my position i'm sure plenty of people asked you like when are you guys getting married Mm -hmm. but like people would ask me like constantly like oh when are you gonna propose yeah well, I you don't always, have, you have your own things to worry about in life. Or? I always hated that because it like put everything on you as if I men have it. Men have it rough. Yeah. But it was always like this like. Like, oh, he didn't do this yet or, oh, how long are you going to wait? And I was like, I have a say like we talk about stuff. I haven't just blindly been in this relationship for 15 years wondering where we stand like so it always was insulting to me because I was like if I had an issue with this it wouldn't be a thing like yeah it was annoying but yeah I just my example in my brain is like Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell because they're boyfriend and girlfriend and (laughs) I feel like they just always seemed very cool. And like I said, I had finally gotten to this place of just like, I kind of love this. Like, we're just boyfriend and girlfriend forever. And then for a good, like, for a good few months after we got married, when you would call me wife and you always said it, like, in a very excited, sweet way, but I would always just feel this, like, oh, no, I'm a wife now. Like, I'm not the girlfriend. And it was just... It caught me so off guard. I did not expect that to be a thing because you think like wife, that's more permanent. That's more solid. That's, I don't know. It was weird. It really, 
caught me by surprise. Um, husbands know walk in the park. No. I don't care. <laughs> it's like I feel like it's not anything. <laughs> no, I mean I don't really care. But yeah, it does make me think about like the conversation of people like, like you said, making it seem like I was doing something wrong by not like I have some sort of nefarious uh, ulterior motive by not proposing. Yeah. And I'm just like, that makes me think it's a crazy when people give their boyfriend like an ultimatum like. I need to get proposed to in the next year. I'm like, why? Because everyone else is married and you feel like, like, why does your relationship need to hint? You're going to end your relationship for someone that you would otherwise spend the rest of your life with because they're not asking you to marry them. Like, that's fucking weird, man. Yeah. But I do think like every situation's different. Sure. Like, but yeah, if you're. I, I get the basis of what you're saying. Like, if you're ready to spend your life with this person, you're going to end it because they're not asking you this one question. Like, stupid. Yeah. That's what that's all stupid people think. Yeah. We're not stupid. I know that we're not. It's, but it, I this is hard of why it makes it you. hard to live in the world because yeah. everyone's so weird. Like, everyone just like, doesn't. I don't know. I don't want to sound like I'm like a, you know, like a. Like, I weren't plaid pants and chains and stuff, but nobody thinks for themselves. And it's, like, really, really bothers me. Yeah. I get that. It's hard. It's, you're a big, you're a big fan of people being authentic and genuine and... Well, I have a real issue with the fact that society as a whole sort of does this thing where we play like we don't know things... Like, the fact that curse words are edited out or bleeped or, or anything mm-hmm. on, like, the fact that the things are censored in that way is, like, so weird to me. Because I'm like, what, we're we're all going to pretend like we don't know the person said fuck? Yeah. Like, stuff like that. That's why I think that little kids should be allowed to curse. I get it. You, So, because of where we are in the world and how the world is, I get why they don't, but again like what does that mean i'm just saying like because all of these rules are in place and society is the way it is like i understand why kids don't curse but i get what you're saying where it's like whatever rules were put in place to make it what it is today are dumb yeah i mean in the 50s or ever you had a bunch of fuddy duddies that thought like if you said god damn they were offended so like yeah if a little kid says fuck they're gonna get like lashings yeah but like who cares about fuck people get upset about cursing now and i'm like same thing as like you wear your hat indoors yeah who fucking cares i know everything's very outdated i got in trouble in elementary school for saying freaking exactly see that's what i'm talking about and i said no i said freaking and they said you know what that's in place of? And I said, yeah, that's why I said it. My dad actually used to have a similar philosophy, and I was just like, I just don't agree with yeah, that. Yeah, what? I can't say any words. I can't release a frustration. I just got hit in the head with a freaking dodgeball. I'm going to say freaking. That freaking hurt. I need to go to detention for it. Detention for freaking is crazy. Yeah, I don't know if it was detention, but another time I did say fuck. 
I blamed it on my sister. I said, my sister curses at home all the time. Yeah, but didn't you tell on yourself? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you didn't have to do that. <laughs> I was scared. So I was scared someone else was going to tell on me. And I was like, I think, like, um, repercussions will be will be less if I, like, fess up to it. They'll be proud of me for, like, admitting to it. And then when I had to go to the principal's office and write it, like, they made you write down what you did wrong. I didn't write fuck. I wrote, like, F at exclamation. Like, I did symbols. And then I got more trouble because they said I was decorating the word. Like, I was proud of it. See, that's another thing that I have an issue with. 85% of people, maybe more, honestly, despise kids. Like, actually don't it's like them. Very crazy. They yeah. seek to, like use the power that they have over them in like like I just think that a lot of teachers and principals have like a real mean streak where they they hate kids and they're like well this is my job and I can literally do anything yeah they just don't have patience and they don't that's beyond because they knew that you were just didn't want to write the word yeah unless they're fucking retarded and don't know anything i literally was like i thought if i wrote the word you guys would be more mad like i thought i shouldn't write down the word that i'm in here for saying so i wrote it how you see it show up on things we should go to a school and shoot it up but only the teachers and principals yeah Not the lunch ladies or janitor or nothing. They're the fucking real heroes. For sure. Lunch, lunch people. They're always ladies. I don't think I ever saw a man back there. Lunch people. My mom was a lunch lady. Did you Mm -hmm. know that? Yeah. Lunch people and uh, the janitors. And the the school school nurse. School nurse. Don't remember anything about her. I was there all the time. They were always nicer and got along they're probably pedophiles got along with the kids a lot better than any of the teachers or principal. the straight up the principals at our middle school and high school were actually evil one in my high school wasn't mr schoonover yes yeah i was gonna say his last name on the I'm podcast. Gonna say his last name okay i love him he was he was the one that gave me in school suspension for being late but i knew he didn't want to and he just kind of had to but he tried a very long time not to he would be like he like worked with me and was patient and I think it got to the point where he was like I gotta do something and I was like alright whatever yeah he was he was a nice guy but everyone else was straight up they were actually evil doers my elementary school principal was my high school photography teacher and what a fucking downgrade what a loser yeah i remember just being like oh okay they definitely did something bad she well and then i failed photography and ruined any potential i ever had in being a photographer don't put it on that don't put it on that that's not fair you can't put it on the class so i was in the class and i was doing well and then she opened my camera to show me something and exposed my entire roll of film. Okay, that's and bad. And didn't give me an extension on the project. Yeah, that's bad. But you can't blame your you your interest in photography fizzling out because of that. I don't think that's That good. is what made it fizzle out. I went, okay, I can't finish the project in time. And then I was resentful towards it. And then I didn't take a photography class because I failed that one. 
because I didn't get an extension on the project because she ruined my film. I will blame it on her. You weren't passionate enough about photography. You weren't hungry enough. F- I, uh, listen, fuck her. <laughs> I hope she's dead, straight up. I don't, but... I hope she got shot, fatally shot in a hunting accident. Okay. And bled out in the woods all alone, but for exposing my wife's camera and then failing her. Yeah. But I don't think that that can be... I can... Speed bump, for sure. But look at you now. You take pictures now. We've got a couple cameras on there. We yeah. I... My video camera... I want you to have my back on that. I do have your back. I just don't think that aspect, I don't think you can put that on. Whatever. Again. Yeah. I hope she got run over by a monster truck. I don't want any of that. I just want to place blame on her. I I hope that both her feet and and both hands got bit off in a surfing accident (laughs) by a great white. And her life is significantly harder now. And she can't teach. She's not open to anyone's camera because she can't even open a freaking can of Pringles, let alone a camera. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's just how I feel. Okay. Thank you for having my back there. Appreciate that. Yep. But yeah, I agree. I think um, I think there's I th- I think that across many jobs that there are people that have jobs that they have no business having. And parents. Parents also hate their kids too. Like not all of them, but I think most of them. There's there's a lot, and it's sad. Like when you see the anger, and I get like we're two people without kids talking about parenting, but like. Don't have so many kids that you're not patient with your kids, that you're not able to be supportive of them. I don't know what to tell you. but I have a real issue with people that willingly take on a responsibility like a dog or a freaking goldfish or a human child and then make it like that thing is like, happened to them a burden to them at any yeah. point like I, yo you can say you're tired because you have kids yeah but you straight up can't bitch about it you can't bitch about having kids i yeah. think that's unacceptable i had um an experience where like a patient it's a teenage patient and they weren't being compliant about something and the mom was like oh she's terrible about that and i wanted to be like that's on you like I'm not going to sit here and commiserate about something that your child's lacking. Like, that's on you to figure that out. And I, that's the yeah. stuff. Did that you try hitting her? But it's just like, that's the stuff that's irritating when they're mad at their kids. And I'm like, you're the one raising them. Like, you're, I know there are frustrations and like, every kid is different. But like, that's what you signed up for is like, you need to find them the tools or the help to like, work through these things you don't get to be mad at them for like life not being easy for them also kids are annoying what do people think is going to happen when they every, all you ever hear anybody talk about their kids they're so expensive i lose i'm so exhausted they all they do is ask questions like that's all you fucking know that's all you know about kids so why are these people like I, people say good things too but it, it's like it's like anything it's like weddings how many people do we know that like planned a wedding and we're like I had no idea it was going to be this much work and I'm like I feel like that's all anybody talks about about their wedding same thing with kids like oh my gosh I get no sleep like that's such a main thing yeah people say it's like the greatest joy too and I do believe that but like 
I don't know. There's always going to be good and bad with everything. And it's just shocking to me that anyone thinks anything in life comes without some negative or downside or like hurdle. Like there's good and bad to everything. Yeah. Imagine having a good kid. That'd be so annoying. (laughs) Good kids exist. I think that'd be fun. But yeah, I don't know. We're so cool. That's for sure. Thanks for doing the podcast with me. Sure. Are we done? I think so. I feel like we're in a... You've said enough things about shooting up schools and stuff. I said we would spare the kids. I got no... Like, I... That's the thing. I... I empathize greatly with being a young person. Me too. I think I'm stunned and stuck at being a young person. Physically not, obviously. But, and as you know, I was quite mistreated by many an adult yep. when I was younger yeah. in ways that were like still to this day, very confusing to me and very just like, why, like what was, what was the point of that? Like, weren't these people the ones that were spe- like, I had teachers that were like, you could tell they would like went out of their way to make my life harder. And that's yeah. why I'm like, I don't know. I, but also I don't have kids because I'm, I don't think I'm. Um, I'm allergic to responsibility. Yeah. I think you would be a good parent. And I have, we've had this conversation so many times because when I started dating you and as I continued to date you, kids were like a number one priority for me. And I was like, I'm not an idiot. I'm not going to pick a partner that wouldn't be a good parent. I think so much of that is because of the life you've led and you understand what kids need. I think we both are very similar in that way that there were we've we had different upbringings, but I think there was a lot of us just kind of being kids and going, "What the fuck?" Like I'm I'm kind of telling you what I need. I'm I'm trying to help you out here and I'm still not getting it or being misunderstood or mistreated and you know, I think that you and I would would be really great parents but at the same time I think we empathize with young kids so much that we're just sort of like let's spare them from having to go through that I have like a lot of reasons yeah but responsibility is the one thing like I can't handle the responsibilities of my own life and I feel like if I had a child my world would fall apart like I would do everything I would obviously do everything in my power to like keep the child alive and happy and safe but i think my life would deteriorate as a result yeah um and i think maybe not but also i'm just like i have stuff that i want to do and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna forfeit my life yeah for i don't know it's just like it's also the kind of thing where i wrestle with and i've said it before on other podcasts and stuff but I wrestle with the fact that you can't ask somebody if they want to be alive or not. 1000%. Um, and that's why I have such a hard time when people have kids and then bitch about them at all. Cause I'm like, dude, they didn't even have a say in you this. You literally made this. You yanked them exist. out of the void yeah. and brought them into existence. That's why I am like, I never, never talk about it, but the fact that people are so like pro life is so bizarre to me. It's crazy too, because it's like, so many people that are forced to live, right? Like 
a woman gets raped and has to have the baby or someone that doesn't have the means to raise a child is forced to raise a child it's like that's how many people are in that family or in that community are now affected by this like how many lives did you just like alter greatly and then created an entire person that's going to be born into an environment where they're not supported they don't have the necessities like like we're just adding to the problem by like forcing more people to exist yeah absolutely and also abortions should be free yeah um because I do think that's a deterrent for poor people because I think more yeah. people would probably. But a lot of poor people are also um, indoctrinated uh, into extreme religious beliefs. Yeah. And. I just feel like that's wrong. And it's like. I don't know. I could go on all day about the things about like people that um read the Bible like it's a like a history accurate. Yeah. Like, like a how to. Yeah, I'm like, dude, you could get the same lessons out of Curious George, and you're not living that one fucking quite literally. You probably get better les- lessons from Curious George. Probably have better swag too. The man in the yellow hat, he looks good. <laughs> I yeah, I. The world's crazy. We don't even know how to like take care of what we currently have in the world, and then they just are like adding more to it and trying to make everything go faster. And it's like. It's nuts. I think you and I, I mean, I know you and I see eye to eye on a lot of like why we got to the point of deciding not to have kids. A big part of it being we just wanted to feel fulfilled ourselves before we tried to like put anything on a whole other person. I know we've talked about like adoption one day if we're in a spot where we feel like things are stable and we're living the life we want to live. And yeah, it's just... It's not an easy decision to make, um, but I also think people decide too easily that they're going to have kids, and they need to think about that stuff a little more. Yeah, I'm always really surprised at how casual people are about having kids. Yeah. I'm like, everything about it, I'm just like, just the physical repercussions and and just the financial. I don't know. I always, all I ever think about is just like, the fact that we just have to keep making money. Yeah. And it's a lot. Like, but I don't... I understand people wanting kids. Like, I... No, obvi- I do too. I, I can it. relate to that. But that's where I mean, like... Even I if think it was what I wanted most in life, I'd be like, we're yeah. having one, huh? Yeah. Like, it, it would be so... I would approach it with such caution no matter... That's my excitement. That's what I'm saying. Like, but I people think it, are like, let's go. Yeah. Two, two, three, four. Like, I don't care. Like I get people wanting them, but I think like want is a huge part. That should be the first part of having a kid is that you want them. But then I think you do have to like think about it a little more intensely than people seem to. But I don't know. I don't know the life people live. I don't know how much they think about or don't think about things. It seems like they don't think about a lot, but. I think so, too. And then, like, what are they thinking about? Yeah. I don't know. What are you guys thinking about? (laughs) All right. Well, now we'll finish up. All right. 
I gotta go smoke some weed, everybody, but thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. I love you so much. I love you too. Thank you. Um, I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Good job. Look, you loosened up. Yeah. So you gotta do this for everyone. I know. I like I know they'll be fine. It's just I gotta do them more. Fair. That's all it is. Is this is my eleventh episode, only my second time having somebody else on here. It's I just gotta do more of them and I'll feel good. I'm going to send you guys out with our wedding song this week. So it is <coughs> the Lemonheads covering Big Star Nighttime. Okay, bye.